for today, the third Sunday of Easter, comes from Luke chapter 24, verses 13 through 35. On that same day, two of Jesus' disciples were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. And they were talking with each other about all of the things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. He said to them, what are you discussing with each other while you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. And then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem that does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? And he asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all of the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who would redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all of this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women from our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to see the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all of the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near to the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed, and broke it and gave it to them. And then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour, they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, the Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. People of God, may the grace and peace of our triune God be yours today and forever. Amen. Wednesday. It was still halfway decent out. The bad weather hadn't arrived yet. And so, middle of the morning... I walked over to the post office to get the mail, as I often do when it is nice out. I I get a little time out of the office. I enjoy the sunshine. And I never know what's going to happen when I'm on that walk. Sometimes it's very routine and nothing really major happens at all. Actually, that's most days. But some days, unexpected things occur. This was one of those times. As I was walking along, I was right over by the old farm supply shop, what I don't even know what to call it, the building that's over there that's got the gravel parking lot on the one side of the highway. And as I walked along, something grabbed my attention, and I stopped, and I looked at it. It was an oil pan just sitting there. Right? It was an oil pan. Now, you may be wondering, what's this have to do with anything? And the answer is nothing at all. But there was this random oil pan just sitting there. And it captured my attention so much that I had to stop and take a picture of it. And the more I looked at this random oil pan 
sitting by itself in the middle of a parking lot, the more questions it raised. Why is it there? Who left it there? Why is it flipped upside down? Did it fall off a cart? Was it in someone's truck? Did they get angry at it and throw it out in the parking lot? Why didn't they pick it up? Questions that had no good answers. And admittedly, I was far more flabbergasted by this random oil pan than I had any right to be. And that's all that has to do with this story. It, it was random. I was surprised. And I had a lot of questions that still have not been answered. The only question is, is it still sitting over there? And I don't think so. I think someone did pick it up by now. Now, take random oil pan that I witnessed as I walked along the road and tuck that in the back of your mind. And let's think about this story for today. We're now into the third week of Easter, the third Sunday of Easter. And our gospel lessons over the last three weeks have really been focusing in on these various resurrection appearances of Jesus. Now, I was thinking about this one through this week, and I started to think, you know, I feel like we've been hearing a lot of these stories. So, so let's, let's jump in our time machine. Let's back up a couple of weeks. Two weeks ago, we had the story of the resurrection out of Matthew's gospel, in which the resurrected Jesus appears to two of the women as they are on their way to share the angelic message that the tomb is empty. Jesus shows up to them, and we have this wonderful moment. A week ago, for the second Sunday of Easter, we actually had two separate resurrection appearances. Now, the first one was the evening of the re resurrection, when Jesus suddenly passes through a random wall, which is strange, and he's just sort of standing there with all of the disciples inside a locked room. Now, if you happen to be here, I was talking about, ah, and someone screamed, and it was funny. But Jesus shows up then. And then we fast forward another week, and we have another appearance of Jesus to the disciples. This time, Thomas was with them. Of course, this was all our gospel for last week, the two different stories of the resurrected Jesus. Now we fast forward to today, and now we're into Luke's gospel. At this point in Luke's gospel, Jesus actually has not shown up yet. This is where things differ just a little bit from some of the other gospels. He, he, there's been the angelic message to the women that the tomb is empty, that Jesus is not there, but Jesus himself has not apparently shown up yet. And then we zero in on these two random guys who are walking along a road. Maybe they saw an oil pan. I don't know. One's named Cleopas. That's the only thing we know about this guy. The other person, we don't even know who they are. But they're walking along. And they're talking about all of this stuff. Now, keep in mind, this is the day of the resurrection. So Jesus had just been killed a couple of days before that. There's been the report, well, the women said that the tomb was empty, but we don't really know what to make of that. And these two individuals, they're just walking along, and they're talking about it. They're trying to make heads or tails of it. I imagine if someone had been walking over to the post office with me, we'd have been talking about that random oil pan. Like, what do you make of that? What do you think? I don't know. But so they're, they're just having this conversation. And I imagine they're grieving, and they're confused, and they're scared. They're probably feeling a whole mix of emotions and probably don't really know what to think about much of anything. And then suddenly this random individual just shows up and starts walking with them. Now, we know it's Jesus. They don't, for whatever reason. And honestly, I've always wondered, why do people not recognize Jesus until something special happens? Like, you'd think they'd know the guy, but maybe he looks different now in the resurrection. I don't know. But for whatever reason, their eyes are kept from recognizing him. 
And he starts asking them some questions. He's like, hey, guys, what are, you, what, what are you talking about? And that stops them in their tracks. And they say, are you the only person who doesn't know what's gone on? These, these things that have happened. And, you know, he, I, I imagine maybe Jesus giggles to himself just a little bit. And he says, oh, what things are you talking about? And then they tell him about the prophet Jesus, this man that, that it was the Messiah. And we had hoped that, that he would accomplish all of these things. But then he was killed. And we don't know what to do. And then they have this back and forth. And Jesus begins to explain the scriptures to them, opening their minds and their hearts up to, to see the ways that so much of the Jewish scriptures point towards him. And they have this wonderful time, but they still don't know it's Jesus. And maybe they're wondering, how's this random guy know so much? I don't know. They're asking questions. They're flabbergasted. All of these things are going on. Now, eventually, they get to Emmaus. And it sounds like Jesus is going to keep on walking. But they, stay, they say, no, stay with us. Come on in. We're going to have some supper. Come on. And he enters into the house with them. And they sit down at the table. And, they, and Jesus blesses the bread. And he breaks it. And their eyes are opened. And they recognize it's him. And then Jesus, boom, he's gone. <laughs> which, again, is weird, and maybe they're like, what just happened? It's like random oil pan, more questions than answers. I'm stuck on the oil pan, people. Just go with it. But they have this moment, and they have this moment of recognition, not only of Jesus, but they also recognize the sense that they'd been feeling within themselves and were unable to, to recognize prior to that. We're not our hearts burning within our chests. Wasn't our very soul, our very essence, aware that something was going on? How did we not recognize it? Their mood has utterly changed. Joy and astonishment. Jesus is, in fact, alive. And they jump up. And what took them all day to walk previously, they apparently hightail and run. They go back to Jerusalem. They find the disciples. The disciples have their own stories to share. Apparently, Jesus had also shown up to Peter at some point during that day. And they're sharing these stories. They're sharing their witness. They're sharing their experience. Now, the story actually cuts off right there. But interestingly enough, immediately after this, Jesus shows up again. And it sounds very similar to what we heard last week. Peace be with you. And he's just kind of randomly there. Now, I appreciate these different stories that we have. Now, I love the Emmaus story. There's a ton going on here. But just in general, I'm thinking about all the different ways that the scriptures describe to us how Jesus shows up post-resurrection. Now, in three gospel lessons, two weeks ago, last week, and now today, we've heard of four separate appearances of the resurrected Jesus, four times. Over the course of the gospels, all four gospels, anybody know how many times Jesus shows up? Take a guess. Anybody know? Shout them out. How many do you think? That, that's a big number. <laughs> it's not 325. Um, how many people think it's more than five? Yep. How many people think it's more than 10? Yeah, 12 times. We have 12 stories of the resurrected Jesus showing up. Now, sometimes they're very, very similar. Sometimes, I think, across the different Gospels, we're probably getting slightly different versions of the same moments. And sometimes they're vastly different. But, but I was wondering, why did Jesus show up so many times? Now, the stories that we've heard in the last few weeks, they all happen within the first few days, many of them the first day. But we know that Jesus was around. The resurrected Jesus hung around this area for 40 days after his resurrection. 
40 days before he was taken back into heaven. And, and many, many different stories are described about the interactions that Jesus has with countless different people during those 40 days. And I was just kind of asking myself the question, why is that? Why do we hear so many stories? Why didn't Jesus just show up like once and then go back to heaven and call it good? But why did he do so many, many different things over the course of this time? And I think the importance of it is to remember the statements, the witness, the experience of so many different people. I was having a conversation with a couple of pastor friends of mine about this question. I was just wrestling around, why do, why do we hear it so much? Why do we need to hear all these? And one of them, who's much smarter than I am, said, well, if it took the disciples how many different times of hearing the news before they finally got it, how many times do we need to hear it? They got to see Jesus, and they still didn't quite get it. We have not seen Jesus. And yet the stories that have been passed down over the generations for the last 2,000 years, the witness of faithful people who have come before us, means that we have heard the stories, means that we have heard the testimonies of the risen Lord, even though we ourselves have not seen him. Now, the season that we're in, the season of Easter, we've been having these different stories, these different resurrection appearances. And, and actually now, after this week, we're going we're gonna to shift for the remaining portion of the, uh, of, of the season for the next few weeks. And our gospel stories will be more aimed at Jesus' promises that his disciples, his followers will not be left alone, that they will be empowered by the, the gift of the Holy Spirit. I mean, we're really aiming towards the day of Pentecost that's coming up here in about another month. And that's what we're going to have. So we, we're, we're first given these, these messages, these stories of the risen Lord, and then we're reminded of the fact that we too will be empowered and that Jesus' immediate followers would be empowered in his absence when he returns to heaven. I think it's important for us to remember these stories and to hear them over and over and over again. We talk about, we've talked about this in the past too, that the stories are what shape us, and they help us know who we are. They help us know who we are collectively. Well, we are people who worship the risen Lord. And you can't have a risen Lord unless the guy shows up, right? Does that mean we understand everything? No. Does that mean we get how it works? No. Does that mean we understand everything perfectly? Absolutely not. A lot of life is a random oil pan, raising more questions than it has answers. But thanks be to God that God entered into this world as one of us, showing us that he would be with us. And then he lived, and he died, and then he rose again, and then he showed up over and over and over again so that those first witnesses would have one heck of a story to tell. And they told it over and over and over again, and they passed that story down, and we have received it today. May we also embody these stories and the hope that we find in them so that we can pass them along to those who come after us. Amen.